You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. The 2021 elections will be held on the 4th of December, but pre-polling will commence this Monday, the 22nd of November. So now is the time to meet the candidates and hear their positions on the issues affecting our local government area. Kaima Community Radio, in conjunction with the Kaima Central Precinct Committee and The Bugle, brings you a series of unedited interviews with the lead candidate of each of the seven tickets running for election. The questions were sent to the candidates in advance and their answers were timed. The interviewer is Mark Greaves, Chairman of the Kaima Central Precinct Committee, and the recording is by Diana McLaren. With Karen Rankema Lane. Uh, Karen's the lead candidate on the Safe Kiama Independent Ticket. Karen, we will be running through some, some questions this afternoon. Uh, and the first one is tell us about yourself and some background of your involvement in the Kiama community mm-hmm. and why you are standing for election as our representative on council. Okay. I'm semi retired. Um, I came here 14 years ago, bought a townhouse in Kiama. I lived between Kayama and Canberra for a while, but have called Kayama home since 2010. My qualifications include a Bachelor of Information Technology and a Master of Science. I have worked for 30 plus years in the communications, uh, telecommunications and IT sector for private enterprises and also for federal government. During my career, I have repeatedly had to deal with complex legislation, regional boundary dependencies, and contested value judgments. These are all attributes that you need as a councillor on Cayman Council. While working for the Department of Immigration and Citizenship in the early 2000s, I participated in multinational government initiatives related to cross-border identity fraud. I worked with senior officials and representatives from other countries to formulate policy and to develop business and technical solutions in in this area. Later, I was the technical lead of the Council of Australian Governments, a COAG initiative related to water trading. And since semi-retiring, I have participated in over 25 project assurance reviews across many federal government departments. I am actively involved as a volunteer in several community groups. As a member of the Kaima Council Planning Committee, I've contributed to the development of the Kaima Town Centre Study and the Local Strategic Planning Statement. As the President of the Kaima Central Precinct and the Combined Community Advocacy Groups, I've written many submissions to both Kaima Council and our local New South Wales representatives expressing the concerns of the community and requesting change for the better. I was also the founding chair of the Kaima Community Radio and initiated Kaima's contribution to the OSMAP um, initiative, which has recently gained international attention. Like many, I've been disappointed in what's happening at all levels of government and have been known to voice my opinions and disappointment quite openly and strongly. After being encouraged by friends and acquaintances and gaining wonderful support of nine other locals who have joined Kaima, the Safe Kayama team, I decided to run for local government. 
I believe we can and will make a difference and perhaps local government is the best place to do so. Thanks, Karen. One of the biggest issues for the Kaima LGA is the tension between urban development and economic growth versus the preservation of green space and the character and heritage of Kaima. Where do you think the balance should be struck on this issue? Well, I'm certain that much of this tension between urban development, economic growth and the preservation of green space, local character and heritage is unnecessary. It's fuelled by vested interests and in the main outside interests. I also believe that the current New South Wales planning laws are inadequate and a major part of the problem. Across Australia and particularly in Kiama, market forces are determining when, where and how housing developments take place. And this is resulting in fluctuations in availability and or oversupply, the boom and bust syndrome. Pressure from the New South Wales government, industry and developer developers is being applied to rezone land in our municipality without due consideration of the impact on our waterways, our sewerage, our land and marine biodiversity and our wildlife habitats. Combined, this is having a progressively and potentially devastating impact on some of the most important assets in our municipality. One of the most important things Kayama Council can do to better manage this is to develop a comprehensive housing strategy. Safe Kayama's housing policy identifies the measures we will call for to be introduced in the strategy. These include strengthened and more, more rigorous controls to monitor dwelling number supply and projected growth, to preserve our heritage and our character, to improve housing affordability, to ensure local community members are the primary beneficiaries of short-term rental accommodation, and to improve the quality, stability and safety of our housing. Safe Kayama will also advocate at the regional and state levels for changes to New South Wales planning laws to affect better outcomes for regional and coastal communities in general. Safe Kayama acknowledges that tourism and local jobs in accommodation, food services, retail trade are an important part of our economic base. But we also believe that in order to thrive economically, socially and environmentally, a rethink of current Council's current and traditional approach to economic development and tourism is required. The Safe Kayama Economic Policy identifies the measures we will call for to promote diversity in the number of career pathways for parents and young people and to open opportunities in growth industries to ensure we are fit for the future. Thanks, Karen. What are the two issues that you would address as a priority if you were to be elected? The first priority has to be to get Council's financial management in order. Council's current financial position has to be known and understood before any decisions can be made about priorities and actions by Council. We also need to ensure that Council staff have the skills necessary to better manage our finances to develop, monitor and enact a 10-year financial management plan. Some of this work has already been commenced with the appointment of the new CEO and the Economic Review Committee. And Safe Kayama are encouraged by this. When elected, we will work to ensure the recommendations and actions proposed by the review are implemented. And we will call for measures 
to ensure Council's financial finances continue to be well managed and our financial position remains transparent, easily accessible and expressed in terms that can be understood by all. Safe Kayama will also call for measures to encourage diversification of our economic base, as detailed in our economic policy and in the answer to my previous question. The second priority will be a call for action. Once the financial position is known and the management plans are in place, Safe Kayama will call for a, a review of the many plans and strategies that have been developed by Council but not enacted. With the intent of assessing actions and looking for the low-hanging fruit, the actions that are still current have merit based on community priorities and can be readily implemented without undue cost. We will call for these actions to be progressively implemented in Council's delivery and operational plans. These plans and strategies have cost ratepayers millions of dollars over the last decade or two. They include the, the Kayama Economic Development Strategy, 30 plus plans of management, the scoping study for coastal management, the coastal management program, and the climate change adaptation strategy and action plan. All of them contain very valuable information about not just improving our economic development, but information about the state of our natural assets and recommended actions required to protect and preserve them. Yet many of these actions appear to have been ignored or sidelined. Finally, and probably most importantly, the Safe Kayama Family and Mental Health Policies underpin and further strengthen all of our other policies. The Families Policy is targeted at providing services and support for working families with growing children and what they need to thrive. And the Mental Health Policy is specifically targeted at improving mental health across the community. Thanks, Karen. Kayama residents would like to see better engagement and communication between Council and the community. How would you improve the transparency of Council's actions and engage the community more effectively? Well, we're very committed to ensuring that community is better informed about how Council conducts its business. Community members have a right to know who's in the room when the big decisions are made to know who's accountable and who's responsible for the consequences of those decisions. They also have a right to information that is quickly accessible and readily understood. In response to this commitment, Safe Kayama will call for changes to ensure that, and I quote from the Community Engagement Strategy, the greater impact an issue has on the community, the more comprehensive the style of engagement will be. While Safe Kayama acknowledges that Kayama Council has been very proactive at community engagement during the last two years and that this engagement has led to the inclusion of very positive actions in strategies and plans, it amounts to little if these recommendations are not enacted. In addition to the review of our strategies and plans and a call for action, as stated in the response to my previous answer, Safe Kayama will call for mechanisms, such as online polling or voting, for community members to participate and have their say on particularly important or contentious matters. We will also call for evidence-based policy decision-making as a matter of principle. 
Council committee meetings to be conducted in a more consistent, open and democratic way. For council staff to be adequately resourced to respond to requests for assistance and access to information. And for updates to the council website to improve accessibility and in particular for conforming with accessibility standards for the visually, the visual or hearing impaired. Kayama is one of the wealthiest municipalities in Australia. And Australia is one of the wealthiest countries, if not the wealthiest, in the world. We have the capacity, the local knowledge and the professional expertise at our fingertips. Community participation engagement should harness that. Harness, harness that. Harness that. Um, I absolutely believe that we can have economic growth that preserves and protects our natural habitats, wildlife, green space, and local character and heritage. Thanks, Karen. Would you like to raise any other issues? Yes, perhaps one more issue I would like to raise is around the councillors and the council as a whole, the council body as a whole, role in governance of the council and in acting like the board of directors of a company. And I think the challenge there is understanding the differences of those roles and in harnessing the, um, the talents and the knowledge of our senior staff, but in making sure that we affect good governance around it and that we ask the right questions and we demand evidence um, if we're not confident that anything in a report doesn't have all the evidence needed to make a decision. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Carol. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.